going back to school and earning my degree was always in the back of my mind, so I finally pulled the trigger. And it turns out I'll earn my degree about a year before I can retire. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the last episode of season one. Oh my goodness. I have a treat for you. When I was thinking about how to wrap up the first season, I knew I wanted to do something special for you. Uh, I thought about it for a while, and then I got an idea that just tickled me, and I hope you will love it. I, I reached out to a few of my guests from early in the life of this podcast and asked them to send me a short recording to give us an update on their lives since they first sat down to chat with me. So this is officially a Where Are They Now episode. Ta-da! <laughs> um, anyway, as I'm recording this, I'm sitting in an empty house. We dropped off our kids at Boy Scout summer camp and I have a week where I'm alone in the house for most of the day. It's really strange after over a year of so much togetherness. <laughs> um, kind of wonderful. And at the same time, uh, it has me thinking that I'm not so far from this becoming my normal. My oldest is a senior in high school. My youngest is going to be a freshman. Honestly, it's kind of blowing my mind. Speaking of having my mind blown... Yeah, the last episode of season one. It seems like yesterday that I was shaking in my boots as I recorded episode one. Uh, I'm taking a little time off to regroup, enjoy summer, and very soon I'll be heading out west to see my family. I'll be gone for about three weeks and we'll be back to launch season two on September 8th. So... This milestone naturally has me thinking about endings and beginnings. I'm thinking about everything I've learned as I've been doing this podcast for just over a year. You know, when you come to the end of something, I think there's a, a natural tendency to pass judgment on it. Maybe it's because we're so used to getting a report card at the end of the school year or an exit interview whenever we leave a job. Um, that said, I'm finding it impossible to judge the work I've done on this podcast. I'm, I'm just too close to it. And as I wrap it all up, all I can do is look at how I felt when I started and how I feel now that I've reached this fork in the road. I can tell you that this passion project of mine has been an amazing experience and I'm so glad I took the chance and jumped in. I highly recommend it, by the way. If you've been thinking of doing a passion project of your own, don't wait. Go for it. Um, it's really amazing. Uh, so it wasn't too long ago that I was a rank beginner, kind of like being a freshman in high school. 
Now I guess I'm like a sophomore. I know just enough to be dangerous. And what I mean by that is that I'm now finding myself to be in the messy middle. In the beginning, I was nervous about, um, well, everything. Uh, would I be able to find guests? Would I be able to produce a podcast consistently every week? Would anyone listen? Would it be helpful for anyone? Would I be able to manage the workload when my photography business got busy again? Remember, I launched in COVID, right? Ah, well, whenever we take on a big new project, we can really stop ourselves by asking all those questions and letting ourselves get overwhelmed. And if there's one thing I've accomplished this year and I'm proud of, it's learning how to keep going even when I'm scared and overwhelmed. And let me tell you, scared and overwhelmed are my constant companions. As it turns out, I never ended up lacking for guests. I've been lucky enough to have met some incredible people and have them as guests this year. And I've loved having some of my longtime friends join me in this space to talk about their journeys. Um, Also... I have already recorded some amazing interviews to kick off season two, and I have a list of dream guests a mile long to bring you. Um, I will admit that managing the workload has been a challenge as people started getting vaccinated and my photography bookings went bonkers in the spring, but somehow, with help from my editor, I'm getting all the things done. Um, Also... I've been hearing from some of you that the podcast is a regular part of your schedule now and that you're finding inspiration in people's stories. So really, that's enough for me to keep going. That is why I do this. I do have a favor to ask of you. If you listen to this podcast on the regular, I'd love to hear from you, especially as I make plans for season two. I really love sending these stories out into the world, but I'm always curious about how they're landing for you. Am I telling the types of stories that get you excited and inspired? Please send me an email at latebloomerliving at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Just know that I probably won't reply until I'm back from vacation. Um, Anyway, I'll remind you about this at the end of the episode. Okay. So, where are they now, now, now? Um, (laughs) I'm a goof. Anyway, I'm so excited for you to hear updates from my guests because I think it's important to know that all of us make plans and then life happens. And then we have to shift and adapt. The question is, are we going to get down on ourselves and call it failure or take those shifts and detours as something to be expected? You're about to hear short updates from six of my early guests. Uh, I'll play these in order of their original appearance and I'll list their original episode number here and in the show notes so you can go back to their original episode if you'd like to. Um, first up, we'll hear from Donita Mama Bear from episode two, then Lou Blazer from episode three, Mike Olson from episode nine, Joe O'Callaghan from episode 14, Emily Clement from episode 18, and lastly, Kenneth Ruthart from episode 40. 
I'll put links to those previous episodes in the show notes for you. Um, But without further ado, where are they now, now, now? Well, hi, this is Donita, Mama Bear, and I just wanted to thank Yvonne for having me give my update in her podcast and I just wanted to say kudos to you Yvonne for such a fantastic job with what you've done with your podcast it's amazing and I'm proud to be a part of it in a very small way if I sound like I'm whispering it's because it's 1 25 a.m and I'm standing on my back porch and that's part of my update um I didn't do what I was going to do at all. I was going to continue my survivor education with survivors and I was going to promote my book and all sorts of great ideas I had. And then I can't really tell you what happened. I just woke up one day and said, yeah, this is not it. And I went into my creative gut and decided to follow my gut and do art. Um, By art, I mean I have been doing pieces of art for survivors or anyone who wants to have a piece of artwork done, mostly mosaic. I usually will take something that's meaningful to that person and somehow create a piece of art around it. Uh, A lot of times it's a momentum that is a physical object that's maybe been cracked or broken and I'm able to turn it into something pretty fantastic. But before that happened, um, I really just did some soul searching for a while and I thought, I can't be true to anybody else. I can't teach a course or write more books or do anything until I'm true to me. And I realized that my strength lies in artistically portraying people's stories. So that is what I do. I am so excited about doing art with people, doing things that really bring out the best in everybody involved. I also started a project that I am doing a chakra project, which is Basically, I am doing this giant project that allows me to understand my chakras and the chakra system, and I'm using that to propel my art. I'm getting out of my comfort zone doing things that I don't normally do, so I think that's pretty fun. And then I am also considering um, doing a few new projects that I'm not ready to really give away yet. But when one pivotal turn was our family had a situation where I've been gone and dealing with that for about six weeks. And what I come to notice is that sometimes what seems like holding you back is really taking you forward. And I feel like we hear that all the time. Um, but it's true. I mean, this year, this last two years has been the last five years has been very challenging for me and I look forward tomorrow and every day with a new step and a new attitude and a new way to go. So 
I always look to you, Yvonne, because you are my, oh, my joy, my light. You, you always make me feel like I'm, I actually have my act together, which, you know, it was so cute. I have to tell this story. I was uh, moving uh, my mom recently and uh, my yearbook fell out of my box and it opened up to the page in eighth grade that Yvonne had signed to me about um, what kind of year she had had and what kind of things she hoped the future would hold. So we were, I guess, no, we were ninth grade and our ninth grade high school was at the um, middle school. So we didn't go to high school until our sophomore year. And it said in there, you know, we're going to achieve a lot of high goals and, you know, thanks for being friends. And it was just so neat to see Yvonne's handwriting and the same words that she says to me, oh gosh, I mean, I guess like 30, almost 40 years later. And it's just so refreshing to know that I'm friends with somebody who has such a shining ray of light in the world. I just wanted to throw that in. I thought it was really cute. It really made me smile. But I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm pivoting again. I'm doing art. I'm doing a few other things. And I have shut down all my social media. <gasps> what? Yeah, I did. I shut it all down for a little while. Just to see. Just to see. Not for any reason bad. I just, I needed to see if social media was really what I needed to be doing. And honestly, I have not missed it. Oh, isn't that awful? So, you know, some more changes will probably be coming around the way. But so far, this is what I got. And I hope that everybody that is um, in the middle of a change has a wonderful transition and a good understanding of change, just in general. Thanks so much. First off, Yvonne, high five on the conclusion of season one of Late Bloomer Living. As a podcaster myself, I know, I know the work involved uh, to be able to consistently produce a show. And I want to thank you so much for allowing me to celebrate this important milestone with you. So when we last talked uh, for the Late Bloomer Living podcast, this podcast, the world was shutting down and everybody was sheltering in place. We were all learning about social distancing and getting used to wearing masks and uh, fumbling our way through Zoom calls. And look at us now, experts. We are all experts in all of these things. In the year since I appeared on the podcast, my hair has turned gray. Well, that's not exactly accurate. I have been salt and pepper for a while. It was just that it was hidden by layers and layers of color and dye. So even before the pandemic began, I had decided to stop coloring my hair. Um, Mostly because I was curious about how the natural hair really looked now. The shutting down of everything and my inability to see my hairstylist just made the decision much easier to execute. I have completely transitioned to, I guess we call it silver fox. 
Um, I like how the hair looks, and so I'm keeping it. Although I always say I reserve the right to change my mind, but for now I am gray and silver. I had also been busy standing up my new company, Second Breaks Media. It's a digital media company focused on serving folks like us in our middle years. I've been having fun giving birth to the flagship publication, Midlife Cues. Although it took me a while to find a good name and to settle into a name, Midlife Cues is a weekly digital publication that explores the well-lived midlife. It's the kind of work that allows me to do the stuff that I love to do, research, reading, going down rabbit holes without guilt, and writing. So I'm really enjoying myself. And while I was doing that, I was also transitioning the existing podcast, Second Breaks, so that it's better aligned and uh, more complementary to midlife cues. I've been... Um, having fun, getting creative with the production end of things, really stretching myself with how creative I can get with the editing process for each episode. And I have to say, I've really, really enjoyed myself. Now, sadly, I didn't learn any new cooking or baking skills. I did not bake one sourdough bread at all. And you know, I thought I was going to like use the time to organize the house. Well, no, that didn't happen either. All of the things that I used to say that I would do if I were to be stuck at home for a while, none of that happened. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but none of that. Now it is July, 2021, as I record this and parts of the world is in hot vax summer mode. I am preparing for my next chapter a huge move to the other side of the world. Now, this move should have happened actually last year, but just like everything else in 2020, it got postponed indefinitely. Anyhow, um, I am fully vaccinated, so I can, I feel a little bit more comfortable traveling now. So I am moving to Asia for a while to be with mom, who is in her 90s. I am blessed that I still have one parent alive and I want to spend as much time with her as I can. So that's what's coming up for me. Again, Yvonne, many congratulations for reaching this milestone in your podcast and I cannot wait for what you're going to cook up for us for season two. Hey, Yvonne, it's been a really productive year since you and I got a chance to chat. Um, I have had an opportunity to finish both my uh, studies in hypnotherapy and as a death doula. Um, and I've had a chance to practice both of those now. Um, I've been primarily helping friends and family on both of those fronts um, because I still need to keep the day job while I'm building both of those practices. But it's been really, it's been really wonderful. It's been really rewarding, and um, it's kind of, it's, it's changed my life in so many ways. Um, I'm so glad I pursued it, and I'm so glad I've got this opportunity to keep going. So, um, I guess if I can say anything to everybody out there who listens to your wonderful podcast, it's just keep plugging, just keep going, because um, it's never too late for those dreams. Hi, Vaughn, Joe Callahan here. Um, you asked me to do a little update on where things are at since we spoke 
um, for your podcast. I don't know, that must have been a year or so ago. Um, and a lot of things have happened to me for sure in that time period. Um, so I just update you on a few of them in relationship to our conversation. Um, the first major thing that happened this year, um, besides just living life, was um, I got COVID. Uh, my wife, my one of my sons, and I all got COVID, and we um, we did okay with that. And um, it, you know, we spent about two weeks not feeling well, but then we're able to um, kind of get things back together. But I've had some long haul problems um, from that that I'm still dealing with, but mostly we're doing fine. Um, and then the second thing, if you remember at the end of our conversation, you asked me a question about what was next, what was, what, what I needed to do to take things to the next level or something along those lines. And I responded that I needed to lose weight. And if you remember, I, um, talked a lot about how my weight problem was, I thought a hindrance to my spiritual development and, um, and my creative process as well. So, um, so the good news is I've lost a lot of weight in the last, uh, six months. Um, as you know, you've seen me, (laughs) um, and I did that with the help of a physician and, and, um, really am doing much better in that area, which has um, been really, really helpful, um, in terms of my own growth and development. Um, and then uh, I also started working with a, with a poet, an Irish poet named Michal O'Sullivan, who's, uh, that's Irish for Michael O'Sullivan, um, who's a poet in Ireland who um, I've met, uh, I met a few times, and then he's mentoring me. So we work together uh, once a week um, over Zoom. He's in Ireland and I'm here, and, and we, uh, we work together on um, projects and writing poetry together and uh, challenges to write poems about different things. So that's really sparked my creativity a lot in the poetry field. Um, I write poems all the time uh, as a result. Um, so I'm, uh, my poetry's really sort of taken off, uh, which is a direct connection to my spiritual practice and my spiritual life. Um, as you know, I, uh, poetry is, comes out of my spiritual practice of meditation and contemplation, and I really try very hard to um, keep those things connected. During the, the winter um, and the, the fall and winter, uh, the, the spiritual practices of meditation and contemplation were a little bit lost to me, um, but they've been revived, which is I'm grateful for. Um, and I'm really thinking about um, the mystery um, as opposed to uh, well, just the mystery. I'm thinking a lot about mystery and beauty and um, how those two things um, get wrapped up or played out in this notion of God, whatever that might mean. Um, so in in terms of my experiences, though, that's kind of what's going on. It's a lot of poetry, a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation. Um, and ultimately, I'm, I'm just feeling and a lot of exercise and eating differently and that sort of thing as well. And ultimately, I'm just feeling really grateful, uh, really grateful for my um, health, for the fact that I've been able to lose this weight, for um, my ability to exercise, even though I'm having some problems physically. Um, grateful to be spending time with your boy, John. Um, and grateful for my family, for my wife, Daniela, and for my kids, my father, who's 92, 
Um, so I'm just, I'm just very grateful. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Emily Clement, life coach and speaker. Just to recap, I sold my house and everything I own in the fall of 2019, so I could hit the road and travel for 2020. Specifically, speaking gigs, visiting family and friends, growing my audience organically, making new connections, exploring new communities. Um, Didn't happen, right? 2020, none of that happened. So, Uh, what I did after, I mean, I really had a fabulous experience, quite honestly, spent some time in Charleston, South Carolina, made it down to Fort Myers, Florida in March, 2020, got quote unquote stuck in Fort Myers till July. And I drove back up to New England with my tail between my legs because I didn't have a house or a coffee pot or (laughs) a place to go. So I was able to find a house share housemate situation in Kennebunk, Maine. I've never lived in Maine. This was fun and exciting. And it has been absolutely amazing. I'm at the ocean twice a day with my dog Tootsie. I joined the Chamber of Commerce and have been attending live networking events and building relationships there. I joined a gym and I've been offering workshops online and live there. Got a few new social acquaintances, some friends, and it has been amazing. But the thing is, is I have a one-year lease and it's coming up on, you know, Labor Day and I don't have the next plan. (laughs) Just to let you know, I am an uptight, anal retentive, type A, gritty organizer and planner. I like to micromanage process and outcome. That has backfired. So what I am trying to do now is to be in a position of allowing and receiving. I am defining what I would love, what type of community, what type of housing situation, what type of experience I'll have. And handing it over to this universal life force about how that will happen. My job is to to define what. The rest is up to the universe about how that's going to happen. But very quickly, um, standing at the ocean every day, I like to stand at the shore and pray or meditate, talking to God versus listening, I suppose, um, to just really be in a place a place of allowing and receiving. And so when I stand there, uh, it was a couple months ago, I had this like powerful epiphany as the tide was coming in. I cannot micromanage the tide, that process or the outcome of how those waves are coming into the shore. Instead, that is the magnetic pole of the moon and the earth. And that is that is what's happening. That's what's making this... Uh, phenomenon happening. And so when I was standing there, the first time I had this epiphany, it was like, oh, look at that. I don't need to micromanage the waves. They are coming to me on their time and on their terms. And so it has been a big shift for me to shift from micromanaging to a place of allowing and receiving. So this is the thing. I'm getting clear about what I would like my next experience to look like but the how is not up to me. So I am working or or releasing, I guess, to that place of micromanaging to allowing and receiving. And I have no idea. What's that old spin the bottle song? Like where it stops, nobody knows. 
that is the position I am in right now. And I know I land on my feet 100% of the time. So do you. And I know this universal life energy, the universe, God, whatever languaging you use, always provides. My highest good is the universal life energy's highest good. I am in a position to receive love, kindness, joy, adventure, goodness, wholeness, and it is not up to me to hold on to that plan with a death grip, but instead to be in a position of allowing and receiving. So where she stops, nobody knows. Hello, everyone. Well, I'm not flying cargo planes, but things have changed. I moved to Riodoso, New Mexico, a small tourist town in the mountains about three hours south of Albuquerque. So how'd I get here? Well, I lived in Albuquerque for 15 years, mainly near to be near my mom and, and help her out. Uh, last year, she was 92 and passed away. A week later, I was ready to put my house on the market and go someplace new. Uh, we came close to moving to Portland, but that didn't work out at the last minute, and we decided it might not be the best idea to move in the middle of a pandemic. So the idea of moving was there, just not yet. Then uh, a couple months ago, my tribe, the Mescalero Apache, offered me a job that runs until December of uh, 2022, and I took it. Everything happened quickly, and I'm happy to be home and help my people where I can. The vibe is different from when I left in 2003. It's more friendly, positive, and there's a lot of potential just underneath the surface. There's still a mountain of social problems, but it's different, and I want to be a part of it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this hand plays out. As for acting, I push the pause button. This year started out great. I had four or five auditions in February, all for larger roles, and my sides were three to five pages, and only one was a local production. Unfortunately, none of them panned out, and it's been pretty much cricket since then. It's a tough business, and I knew the odds were stacked against me, but I love acting, in particular theater, I still have my eye out when I'm driving around Rio Doso looking for a good venue to start a theater company. I'm also uh, working on two Shakespeare monologues, just because. Uh, one is the opening scene of Richard III, Now is the Winter of Our Discontent, Made Glorious Summer by the Son of York. And the other one is uh, Hamlet's Advice to Players. Uh, speak the speech, I pray thee, as I pronounce it to you, trippingly on the tongue. Um... I'm also working on a treatment for a half-hour dramedy about an Apache uh, assassin who goes home for a job and stumbles into conspiracy. It's in the tone of Gross Point Blank and HBO's Bill. I hired a writing coach, and I'm just about finished with the pilot and pitch that and see, see what happens. But wait, that's not all. I went back to school a couple of years ago, and I'm working on my degree in business management. And if all goes to plan, I'll graduate when I turn and turn 55 next year. So I went to uh, college right after high school, and, and I had a blast. It was like being at camp. 
I've never been to camp, but I imagine that's what it was like. I had the best time and made the Dean's List my first year. Not that one. The other one. Where the Dean sends you a letter and says you need to take a break. My parents were not pleased and I was off the payroll. Uh, Going back to school and earning my degree was always in the back of my mind, so I finally pulled the trigger. And it turns out I'll earn my degree about a year before I can retire. (laughs) Uh, I have a lot of other things I want to do and I'm working on. And even though I'm probably going to live to a hundred, it feels like I'm on the clock. So I'm going to do as much as I can as soon as I can, because you only go around once. All right. See ya. I find it interesting that just about all my guests have had to adjust their plans this year. After all, maybe it's time to look at our plans and goals and see if they still fit since the last time we declared them as a goal. I'm not the same person I was last year when I started this podcast, so the goals I set then might not be the best fit anymore. How's your follow-through going? Did you write down goals? Have you been working on those goals? Did you lose the piece of paper you wrote them down on? Can you find another piece of paper? Do you find yourself getting frustrated that you haven't reached your goals? I I do. Maybe it's because your goals are based on something that you don't actually have control over. After all, the goals we set are arbitrary. I want to lose this many pounds. I want to make this much money. Sometimes we set goals that are ridiculously hard to achieve And sometimes we set goals that don't make us stretch at all because we have limited belief in our abilities. Goals are great as a way to set the GPS, as a point of measurement. But we shouldn't beat ourselves up over missed goals. The real magic lies in setting our commitments and following through on what we committed to. What are you willing to do to reach your goals? What are you committed to? That's something I am interested in exploring in season two for sure. Okay, I think it's time to wrap this up. Here's your reminder to please, please, please send me some feedback. You can answer one or more of the following questions. Number one, if you're a regular listener, why do you tune in every week? I'd love to know. Uh, Number two, what do you think I could do better? Number three, would you be interested in episodes that are more focused on hearing from people who have particular expertise around money, health, exercise? I usually focus on people's personal stories of their own transformations instead of talking about their expertise, but if you'd like to see me broaden the conversation um, to include those kinds of things, I'd love to know. And lastly... Is there someone you know of or have heard of that you think would be a good guest? Or do you have your own story you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. So you can email me again at latebloomerliving at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'll get back to you as soon as I can when I'm back from vacation in early September. 
Thank you, thank you for listening. I can't wait to get going on season two on September 8th. And in the meantime, remember, we may be late bloomers, but it's never too late. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.